What up, everyone? This is Charles. Don't worry, we'll be definitely reviewing round one of the NBA playoffs and looking ahead at round two when the time is right. We will definitely have more spoiler reviews up sooner than you know. And me and James will be doing wrestling content, and that we're really excited about that. But this episode was recorded about three months ago. It was in the vault, and we definitely didn't want to go a week without leaving you a dope blog to step to. Don't bother me, I'm working. 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 Don't work it. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I hope everyone's having a good one. I am the unforbreadable one himself, Mr. Brett Carroll. Charles is always daydreaming, and we're just two guys that like BSing at work. Today, we're going to talk about some stuff that some people might think is BS. Some people might think is alternative or innovative. I don't know. Let's get to, let's get some thoughts on this. Um, alternative leagues. Not everybody. We all have pro league dreams, right? Everybody wishes that they could go to the NBA or the NFL or Major League Baseball if you're into that. Hockey, obviously, the NHL, whatever. But, you know, as we all know, we all know the statistics, less than 1% of people will actually be able to live out that dream and get to these leagues. And what we have seen throughout time is people try to find alternative ways, alternative ways to either get there or alternative ways to play on the professional level, even if they're not making the millions and millions and millions of dollars they would if they made it to, you know, NFL, NBA. Um, and right now we got uh, two different approaches to that. And I think both are at least fascinating enough for us to talk about one being the FCS or the fan choice football league. And the other being a brand new league that was announced yesterday, I believe uh, the elite basketball elite basketball, which is like a website that usually documents, you know, high school recruits and uh, documents their whole journey, highlights statistics, all that rankings, all that stuff. They are trying to create their own, pro league but for high school students for high school kids um as more like a pro-am type of league so we kind of wanted to talk about that because i think both are fascinating both are interesting uh i'm i'll break down like the details of them in a second but i kind of wanted to just get charles you know as as i intro you in here just your initial thoughts about some of this stuff well it's always interesting to me because I'm not a hater. I'm always down for people trying to expand both mm -hmm. in the sense of alternative leagues for, you know, different avenues for people to keep playing and keep getting paid from getting, uh, you know, from playing and having a product to give to fans. I don't see the negative in people trying to, you know, be entrepreneurs and start their own league. The NFL doesn't have a monopoly on American football, they're not the only football league in North America. The CFL has been around forever and people want to hate on that, but that's still there. It's still the second best alternative to the NFL. And I don't know, me and you have actually talked about the gray cup because me and you watched it on ESPN plus in the past. So anytime I hear about these new leagues, I'm just interested to see what they're doing different to try to make it their own league. That's why as people, have, you know, listeners of the pod know I'm a big XFL guy. That's what I like the second incarnation of the XFL for. So the fantasy league, let, let's keep working out the kinks. I don't think it's a perfect product yet, but I definitely think it's a cool idea, especially in a fantasy football era um, that fans can kind of play it out and make their like, you know, Madden all-star team in, in a lot of different ways. But the, uh, the other thing about the high school players getting paid, I worked in high school. So if you, if you can get paid by playing basketball and you're, 15, 16 years old, good for you. Um, I don't see how people are going to hate on that. I don't think it should stop them from going to college. I don't think it should stop oh, them from going oh, to oh, people, people will hate them. Oh, people will hate on it because they got that plantation mentality, but that's, you know, the whole different type of conversation. I, you know, let them hate. Let, let these kids get paid because the uh, you alluded to it before, man, when you were telling me about this, because I, I just heard about this and then you said, you want to do it? I'm like, yeah, let's talk about it. This literally is what people do in Europe anyway for other sports, especially world football, soccer. Yeah. High school kids can get paid from the youth squads 
they'll they'll come up in a whole youth system for a Barcelona or a Manchester United or an Arsenal. And by 15, they could be pro. 16 years old, they could be pro. If if we keep if we go to basketball, uh Luka Doncic, he was the Euroleague MVP and won the Euroleague title before he was rookie of the year. Right, which is why they were drafted so high. And here's another thing, too, people forget. American sports as we know it was formed mostly because of these leagues coming together. Remember, the NFL was a thing, and then the AFL became a thing, and they merged. The NBA was a thing, and the ABA became a thing, and they merged. So, you know, for the people that hate for, and I don't get it either, the the alternate leagues, oh, it's not the same as the pros. Yeah, it's usually not. But once in a while, you get a league that uh, brings things to the table. And and, and Charles, I'll, I'll give you credit for this, too. As you point out, the XFL, as, as, as much as it was a disaster the first time, it still brought things that the NFL took, like the Sky Cam and everything else. So alternative leagues are help because, like you said, like just like in any business, you shouldn't have a monopoly. You should have at least something that's some t- form of cl- competition, even though it's not – real competition because you never know what spawns from that. You never know what players get opportunities because of that. You never know what innovations get made because of that. And so um, it's always a good thing. And, uh, and yeah, you can get a better product all around. Being a wrestling yeah. fan, it's usually better. I've, I've been a happier wrestling fan with All Elite Wrestling on TNT every week. And they've been giving me what I've been missing from WWE for years, right? Mm. And why has WWE been missing like that something special for years? They've had zero national competition. I, I know I'll go out and look for indie wrestling or, or Japanese wrestling, just like me and you will go out and, and look at basketball from China or, or the Euro League because we're fans of the sport. So I don't get I, I I hate the 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 boxed in mentality a lot of fans have, especially with the NFL. It's the closest thing we have to world football when it comes to the fervent fan culture and the very, very like these are my colors, this is my team, I hate everybody else type of mentality we all have in the NFL. Well, y'all have. I, I don't I have like well, yeah, because you're because you're you're a Fugazi fan. You, uh, yeah. Oh, so, so if you're gonna say that, then you're gonna turn around and say a Fugazi fan. <laughs> <laughs> Great. See, you know, you know, point your on brand, sir. You're on brand. But uh, let me, let me, let's let's do this. Let me go ahead and read some of the background on these things so people understand what we're talking about. So, fan controlled football, FCS is a. And now this is um, now, mind you, this is from Wikipedia, but this is you know, this is one of those things like it's okay to read Wikipedia for this. Um, it's a professional indoor football league created in 2017, so it's been a while for a little bit. As the first sports league controlled by the fans, all game are played at the Infinite Energy Arena in Duluth, Georgia, and broadcasted on Twitch and then. Uh, it was created by Project Franchise, who established the first fan-controlled sports professional sports franchise, the Salt Lake Screaming Eagles, and operated the Colorado Crush to play in the Indoor Football League in 2017. So basically what happens is, and, and also, by the way, some of the owners of this team, uh, Marshawn Lynch, Mike Tyson, Miro, and Renee Montgomery own the Beast, Richard so- Sherman, Quavo, and Destroying. I don't know who that is. Own- Wait, did you say Miro? Yeah. Just, just like M-I-R-O? Yep. The wrestler? Yeah, I'm guessing. The, the, uh, he was Rusev in WWE. He's in AEW now under under his name. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rusev. Yep, that, yep that's him. I just highlighted him. Okay, so so – that, that's interesting from the perspective that you, you do you ever have you ever been on Twitch? No, I don't have Twitch. Well, okay. hold on, hold on before you get to that. Uh, so Rich Sherman Quavo, there's only four teams, I believe. Richard Sherman Quavo and, and destroying old the Glacier Boys. The Wild Aces are owned by Greg Miller, Austin Eckler, Jack Settleman, Rachel Lindsay, and Barbara Dunkelman. And the Zappers are owned by Trevor May, Dalvin Cook. Bob Maneri, Ronnie Singh, and Stephen, uh, D- I don't even know how to say this, Dylan D- D- Nardis. Hold on. So, wait, Marshawn Lynch, Mike Tyson, and Miro all own the same team? Yeah, and Renee Montgomery. Yep. Yeah, Renee. Okay. So, so. Oh, by the, we should talk about that too. She, hold on, hold on, hold on. What team is that? That's the Beast. 
Okay, that's obviously my team. I'm just want to let everyone out there know I am now. Uh, this is officially me putting my, fl- uh, my yeah, we, flag in the ground. We are Go ordering beast. jerseys as we speak. Say what? <laughs> we are or- ordering beast jerseys as we speak. Oh, they're already next day airing it for me. Yeah, yeah. Amazon, I'll be waiting. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but basically the premise is uh, that the fans, they get to pick the plays. They get to control basically everything, how how we do it. Um, and I, I guess other people like Chad Johnson has also backed uh, this league in the past and stuff like that. And so they, they, they select the players by like fan vote, like we do the all-star game, right? Yeah, I believe so. Um, including asking Vince to invest in creating and purchasing a minor league baseball team. Da, 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 da. Uh, hold on. Let me scroll to the part where it's like the rules of this shit. Um, I know that Johnny Manziel was part of it, which is gonna bring some eyes to it. Well, yeah, that, I mean that's what it's funny. Like I was gonna say, it started. It's been around since 2017, but you know, shout out to Johnny Football. He's still relevant. The fact that he's playing in it this year has kind of got it the national stage. Is it's kind of how I I uh, found out about it. Uh, as long as as well as DeAndre Francois, which is good for him. That I believe that's his former uh, Florida State quarterback, I believe. Yeah, he played at Hampton in Florida State um, before he had, like, some gruesome injuries because he was supposed to be uh, another guy that was supposed to be an NFL star, and it kind of just never worked out for him. Um, but, yeah, the, you know, those guys playing right now, and right now, oh, by the way, we're definitely getting beast jersey. They are 3-0 and so far in the year. So we're definitely gonna have to get on that on that hype train now before before it's too late. Um, but yeah, um, it's it's a thing where the fans get to pick the, the players, they get to draft the uh, the teams, and then during the game they pick. Uh, it's on Twitch and it's live stream, so fans get to vote on what plays they want to run and stuff like that. So I honestly I might want to catch a game because that sounds interesting on how that would work. Like God forbid, people's Wi-Fi is out, like the lagging and everything like that. So I don't know how that's gonna work, um, but it seems to be doing pretty well. I don't have Twitch myself, but um, I might have to, like, you know, watch a game and see, uh, find somebody that has Twitch and uh, watch a game because that sounds really interesting, actually. Well, Twitch is a crazy platform. That's it's we're we're in the era where we're gonna learn if like platforms and channels like Twitch or mediums like Twitch can be successful in this wild, wild west of the internet where we're, we're really in when it comes to sports media and contracts and all that. Like mm-hmm. I went to Twitch for the first time because Impact Wrestling is on Twitch now and Impact's been around forever. Some people might've heard of it like 10 years ago as TNA Wrestling mm-hmm. and Impact was just a TV show, but they their whole show's on twitch like you can catch their weekly on twitch so i signed up for it because i don't have the channel they're on and it's an interesting one you know it's hd just like it would be on tv but the live streams on the side and i know and a lot of fans of gamers and a lot of gamers themselves use twitch yeah uh that's why miro being part of it is interesting because besides being a pro wrestler he's on twitch a lot of pro wrestlers are actually gamers so wwe just did some shady shit and told them they couldn't be like you know these online game streamers in their free time because they're signed to wwe which if you know anything about independent contractors that's so bullshit but they made a bunch of wrestlers pull off of twitch so so like there's money to be made on twitch when it comes to ad revenue and patreons and all that so it's interesting to see how we're talking about the alternative league you can't get more alternative than a league that's trying to thrive on Twitch and not compete with cable TV channels. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that it's an interesting it's an interesting league and um that's all the information like this little Wikipedia page has on it. Uh but and, and it's crazy because that's just the newest league, right? We we at least me and you have lived through a couple of alternative leagues not just the xfl not we're not talking about the xfl now because that wasn't even the first one i went to i remember my dad taking me to a new jersey red dogs game for the arena football league the afl the only afl i ever lived you know during was the arena football league 
and the New Jersey Gladiators, or, I'm sorry, the New Jersey Red Dogs would become the New Jersey Gladiators, and then they, you know, moved to Las Vegas and eventually ended up the Cleveland Gla uh, Gladiators. And it actually is annoying because I actually like the Red Dogs logo and outfits, red and black, and then I like the the Gladiators even more. And I think they actually ended up winning the league title in Cleveland, showing how little arena football, how little love arena football got. Their success wildly fluctuated. They, their first test season was 86. Their first real season was 87. And they went all the way till 2019. I was born in 89. So they were around my entire life until they uh, finally folded in 2019. They took one year off in 09. And it was, and that kind of was to keep the league afloat or they would have went bankrupt then. But from 2003 to 2008, they averaged like over 11,000 fans in attendance close to 13,000 fans for a couple of years. And they never averaged less than around eight, you know, 8,000 until their last league, uh, their last season in, in, in like existence. When their last couple of years, they were definitely on life support. They went from having 17 teams in 2012 to four in 2018. Uh -huh. And, they, and then this is our arenas. Like it, it, sh it should be easier. I remember uh, I, when my cousin, Ironically, Tim, the one I do the Dope Fights pod with, right? He was a great football player in high school. Uh, and I remember talking to him like what you when we started off this pod with. You know, it's like a 1% chance you make it to the NFL. So uh, me and him were always checking out other options if he wanted to just try to make some scratch off, the, you know, off of football without going to the NFL. And the AFL was the next best bet. League minimum in the AFL, when I, when I remember looking, and this is the mid-2000s, was about $3,000 per game. Yeah. But the difference between the AFL and the XFL isn't 11 on 11. I think it was eight on, it was like seven on seven or eight on eight or something like that. Because right. it was indoor, it was a smaller field, like a 50 yard field, AKA, you know, the arena. And I liked it a lot. It was Ironman football a lot of the time. A lot of time the cornerback would also be the wide receiver, um, fullbacks and linebackers type of thing. I, I, had, I remember playing arena football league games on PS2. So I could definitely see a world like I'm pissed COVID happened because there was real talk about like an XFL 2K game. And and so there, there's so there's a there's. You know, oh, no, I got to watch this. OK, I hate to cut you off. I'm so sorry. I'm re I'm reading more into this. So this is how this works. Because uh, I was reading some of these scores. I'm like, how the hell are they getting these scores? One, it looks like they have a draft every week for at least yeah. for yeah. at least um, a new player. Um, there's no, there's, it's, it's like arena football where it's only 50 yards, but there's but unlike arena football, there's a sideline, so you can't just hit the wall. Uh, <laughs> Damn, man. Come on. Uh, the Stop the games book. are the games are only an hour. It says fast paced, hard hitting, no replay, running clock, all action. Um, you'll like this, like the XFL. A lot of these players don't go by their name, they have like other names because I was reading some of the draft, um, some of the draft names. I'm like, these aren't real names, uh, but they have like uh, they have like stage names. Um, and then also, there's no kicking, there's no special teams, and no, there's nothing. So, teams start at their own 10 yard line and drive 40 yards for the score, an extra point. Is a one-on-one -on -one battle between a wide receiver and a, and a, and a D back. So I'm like, okay, that sounds amazing, actually. So I uh, I definitely want to check out a game now because this this looks amazing. This sounds amazing. They got drone cams, helmet cams, and VR. They have a live weekly draft every Wednesday on Twitch. You'll be able to vote in a live player draft to build your team's roster. Teams get two franchise players selected by the team owners. And fans get one keeper after the first game. The rest of the guys are back in the player pool for the draft each week. Um, I guess there's a pre-draft show. Uh, there's one-on-one -on -one challenge immediately preceding the draft. Eight wide receivers, eight D-backs, four quarterbacks. Enter a, all, a live stream three-round tournament for a chance to earn a team power. One wide receiver, D-back, and quarterback will earn a team power each week, and the power will go to whichever team drafts the player, adding another element of strategy to the draft. 
Uh, I don't know what the team power is. What I don't know what that is. But this this actually, the more and more I read this, this sounds actually really interesting. Um, on Twitch, add in or, and in the app, you can see run or pass when your team is on offense. Pick one and you'll see four diagram play options. Lock in your favorite. Get notified which play won the vote and watch the play unfold on the field in real time. It's not magic, but it's pretty damn close. Huh. This is interesting. Wow. Okay. I I might actually want to see this. Uh, there's no backup QBs or quarterbacks in the sense. Fans will choose their starting QB every every game, but the second QB will play every third possession. Remember that for the draft. Huh. Conversions are epic one-on-one battles between wide receivers. It sounds like one of those play ground video games that you would you know like where the like the players are robots or something on the on the first playstation with all these crazy ass rules yeah yeah and and for one you get one point you know it's three seconds to throw the ball to the wide receiver versus db one-on-one uh one point from the five yard line two points from the 10 yard line fans choose the matchup wow okay that is int- I, I'm I'm not gonna lie. Col- color me intrigued. I'm I'm very intrigued on this. It, now that I'm like really reading this, um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm intrigued. I might have to watch this next week. Um, but yeah, I'm sorry. Continue your story. I'm so sorry. I I was reading this. I'm like, wait a minute. I gotta I gotta say something about this. This is this is amazing. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know what my story was. Yeah, I, I threw you off. I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> You're a bad guy. I'm a terrible person. I'm sorry. I was just I was just like, wait a minute, we have to hear this. But but a guy called Block Party got drafted by the Wild <laughs> oh Aces. God. The shutdown squad got drafted. Well, thank uh, God the shutdown squad got drafted. Yeah. Uh the heavy hitters got drafted last week. So yeah, it seems it seems like uh you know, uh we definitely have some XFL style nickname for some of these guys. Um but then you also get guys that they have their actual names. So that's interesting. That's very interesting. Wow. It's just crazy that Johnny Manziel is in this league after the college career that he had, which isn't that long ago. I, I get it's long enough in football, but it ain't that long ago. It's really not. He was in, well, he was in Canadian football before that. Um, he, he was barely in the CFL. He didn't have any success in the CFL, even to like relative success to other former NFL quarterbacks that play in the Canadian football league. He was, uh, he was a non-factor like me and you would look up those highlights. Canadian football league fans seem annoyed that that's all that some people know about the league is when an NFL throwaway fails in the CFL. Yeah, that's, that's life, unfortunately. Yeah, but the Canadian Football League is, is higher quality than all these other leagues that we were talking about, oh, including the XFL. Like, I, I'm a fan of the XFL, but if you like the XFL, there's no reason you should hate on the CFL. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. But, yeah, that's 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 interesting. I, I'm definitely going to try to uh, catch one. Unfortunately, like you said, you, I'm going to have to download Twitch for that. Um but you know that might be something to look out for. Again, it's on Twitch on your smart TVs too, man. Like it, it is, it is. I, I, I would, I wouldn't be surprised if more live sports get into the business of having deals with a platform like Twitch. It is, yeah. It, I mean, even YouTube TV we've seen have been like, you know, they're doing the finals, so that's. You know, leagues are on notice. They're not trying. They're trying to get ahead of it. They're not trying to be left in the dust. But Twitch um, is all about the live stream. Like it, it right. picture, Twitch is more IG live than YouTube live. YouTube live is essentially TV now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like unless you like somebody on YouTube and you go to their live. Oh, yeah, yeah. And most and most YouTubers they'll do a YouTube live once every now and again, but they'll always tell you, look, if I'm if I'm streaming something, I'm doing it on Twitch. So yeah, like Twitch is where it's at for gamers and live streamers. It is, it is an awesome platform for, for content like this. So I don't know in a couple of weeks, we have to revisit it. 
Yeah. What's the other thing that was going on in high school? Is that football or basketball? That is basketball. So yeah, I was just about to switch gears. So Overtime Elite, that's the name of the the site. And like I said, they um they are a site that was known for, you know, high school basketball specifically, you know, rankings, highlights, you know, ball is life, those type of, those type of sites. So they're set to launch a professional high school basketball league that pays players a minimum of 100k. Um, a minimum? A minimum. So for high schoolers? For high schoolers. $100,000. But 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 over so overtime elite it will begin in September 2021 and will feature 30 of the nation's top prospects ages 16 to 18. So it's not like anybody can join this league. This is literally just for the best of the best. $100,000 to a 16-year-old the athlete and that's that's why I said I said trust me people are going to hate cuz I read I read this before we got I'm on. I'm not hating. I just I have no idea how like where's that money coming from from these people? Uh, well, I don't know. The athletes will be giving a guaranteed minimum salary of 100K in addition to bonuses and equity in the league. The league's athletes will also have access to healthcare and disability benefits. If an overtime elite athlete chooses not to pursue an NBA career, the league will pay them up to $100,000 to, to go towards college tuition. So, uh, it's $100,000 have to go to college tuition i would yeah i would i would believe so i would believe so yeah um i mean i still that's still the equity in the, in the company is, is more valuable than the hundred thousand dollars if this works yeah and apparently this is backed by carmelo anthony as well as Carmelo, yo just making sure you're getting that hall of fame spot right as well as jay williams dan porter Aaron ryan and zach wiener uh, clarify, Mello is already a Hall of Famer for all the haters out there, but that's man. I, I don't. I'm not hating. I, I like the idea. I'm saying do it, and if it's successful, get the next hundred prospects and, and have a deeper tournament or whatever. Is it like a tournament style they're going to be doing? Like what, what's going on? Is that it, let me. I'm not sure. Let me. If it's the top hundred prospects, you can get about ten teams. Right. Well, it's the top thirty prospects. Oh, you said I thought you said the top hundred. My bad. No, no, no. The hundred was the hundred thousand dollars. It will feature thirty of the nation's top prospects. So, what was that about? Let's let's say five a team, five or six a team. Uh, about six, six teams. teams, six teams. Yeah. So, you know that that works. That would, works. Yo, you would have to do it by region, I'm guessing, because like, or will there be a draft? Is they're gonna get? Are they gonna get? coaches to pick these teams like what what's the how are you actually building the, what's the structure of the league so players that participate will forfeit their eligibility to play high school or college basketball if they join the league the site for overtime elite games has just to be determined but the league has some big names back in it like i said carmelo anthony da, 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 da. uh uh let's see let's see Oh, I guess so. This is in concert to the fact that some in recent years, top high school players have elected to play in the G League because the NBA did, did try to do that. Basically, they try to say, hey, look, you can come to the G League because in the G League, you can get five hundred thousand um, dollars. And, and obviously the, the reference that LaMelo Ball played overseas, as well as uh, some other people. Um, so I guess right now. The structure of it is not necessarily laid out yet because this is just based. This is um, reading us on CBSSports.com. Um, so the structure of how the teams will be set up doesn't seem to be uh, set up yet. But it's going to be 30, 30 players. So like we said, probably five or six teams, and uh, they'll go from there. I guess you know, probably like, like you said, probably a draft. We'll probably have uh, East and West or at least one region. I Honestly, I think what's going to happen, especially with COVID, um, and we saw this with the uh, FCF, I think they'll just have a bubble. So everybody's going to this league. They're going to play in Florida or Texas or Arizona or somewhere. They'll rent out an arena, and all those teams will play, you know, probably a, what, a, maybe no more than a 20-game regular season in, in that bubble. Uh, all against each other. 
which is good for scouts. You're seeing the best of the best play each other every single night, uh, seeing how they develop. So even if it is only like a 20-game season, um, if you're playing against elite competition every single day, scouts every single night, I should say, scouts will have a better chance to see what you can do against the best. And they'll probably allow these kids to have agents maybe, and the agents will tell them, like, hey, look, they're saying you go top 10 or whatever, or mm, it's not looking good for you. Maybe you, sh- maybe you should consider going to college. And yeah, you know, I, I really feel like this is what the G League should be. It is what the G League should be. Uh, I mean, look, you we we talked about actually, did we ever read? Yeah, we did redo it. Um, you, you know, when I did my whole how I would fix the NBA, this was kind of what I wanted people to, you know, to do use the G League. You know, have these kids be able to go to the G League right out of high school and be in the G League for two, three years before they go into the league, especially considering every team has an affiliate now. So it just makes sense. If you're drafting a kid out of high school, you you can literally develop him for a couple of years before he has to play on the NBA level. Um, and that's essentially what, what these kids are going to be able to do now. I, I think it makes sense. Um, as you know, some of these NBA players will tell you some of these prep schools that they went to in high school, they weren't high schools. Anyway, they were basketball factories. That's what they were there to do. Play basketball. Education was clearly second fiddle to basketball. Um, and a lot of these schools, you know, have shut down since kind of because of that. Um, but you know, the, a lot of these what this does is it, it basically stops the nonsense really it really does which is why i like it you know for the people that say oh you're depriving these kids of an education and you're depriving these kids of this and that again this all that stuff that we're doing before is smoke and mirrors these kids are here to play basketball and try to make it to the nba that's what they're here to do we, we might disagree with it, but that's the reality of the situation. A lot of these guys who make it to the league have been structured and pushed in that direction since middle school. Okay. So let's just stop acting as if, you know, these kids are getting, you know, they're missing out on a great education to play basketball. That's what they're here to do. This gives them money. So they have money in their pocket, legitly. This gives them a better chance to make it to the NBA, which they probably will do anyway. And it starts the process. What I like about it, it starts the process earlier of these kids trying to figure out how to manage money, how to understand the professional side of this. I hope, I hope that there's a component to this to help these kids have better management skills. I hope this is not a chance for the league to prey on these kids even uh, earlier than they already do. Unfortunately, that part of it, I do think will be a negative side of this because you know the NBA will jump all over this and the agents will jump all over this and the money managers will jump all over this and the marketing team will jump all over this. Um, but hopefully these kids use this as an opportunity to learn that part of the business beforehand so that they don't come to the league and get shredded by the by the league. Um but otherwise, I love it because, honestly, that's what happens anyway. These kids get paid anyway. These kids aren't worried about their education. They're worried about basketball anyway. So why are, why are we even – and like you said, in Europe, they do this in basketball and soccer anyway. So and, – and, Amer- and a lot of American players are falling behind because of it. So why don't we just skip skip all the nonsense and get straight to it? Again, it's only for the top 30 players anyway. So everybody else, 31 through 1,000, you still got to do it the regular way. So I, I, I'm okay with it. Hey, I'm okay with anybody making money off themselves. Like, if you're not being exploited, that's, that's, that's the, the definition of – or not the definition. That's exactly what the problem is that we all have as, as like a community, right? With the NCAA and all the BS they, they spew about why they can't pay student athletes anything or right. why student athletes can't make money off their own autograph. So right. I'm not, I'm not one of these people that are going to just, Oh, you know, shake my hand because kids are getting paid. If somebody's offering you a hundred thousand dollars, you take a hundred thousand dollars. If you're not going to be giving up your livelihood, 
You know what I mean? Like if it doesn't hurt you in any way, especially if it's only going to be a bubble. So for like what, three months of work, maybe you're going to get paid six figures. You take that. Mm -hmm. But like, listen, people suck with money. It's not just high school kids, especially high school basketball players or football players that suck with money. People in general suck with money. So that's where I'm worried about them getting preyed upon is once they get the money, if it's, if if that's only a hundred thousand that could be allocated towards college, good. Make sure you use that right. Don't go to a school that's going to exploit you. Go, go make sure you use it on an education on top of whatever you do for your future pers- uh, future profession within the sport. So there's, there's a lot of avenues to take, but overall, I, I, I see more positive than good. And even if it's negative, it ain't going to last forever because, you know, the NCAA doesn't want any competition, which, which is already what we spoke about in regards to the G League. Like, this is what the G League is supposed to be here for. And it's just insane because that's how in bed all these universities and the NCAA and these agents are that we're just stifling what the obvious is here. Right. Exactly. Exactly. No, absolutely. Um, And, yeah, like I said, I think think this is a very great alternative – as you know, as much as I love college sports, I hate that this is really modern day slavery. Um, so the fact that these kids are going to be able to get paid, get and get pro level experience. I mean, I, I don't be surprised if, if this league is some of the best of the best coaches, some of the best of the best uh, assistants, because, again, the whole point is to train these kids up so that they are ready for the National Basketball Association. I, I have no problem with it. I really don't. I think it's smart. And like I said, the only thing that scares me is I know how the league just destroys these young guys when they get to the league and not the league itself, but it's a whole business. The agents, like I said, the agents, the marketing team, the money managers, everything else. So I hope that they don't, they don't use this opportunity to sink their claws into these kids earlier. I hope that there's some, you know, preparations in place to get better people around these kids earlier so that they're ready for the league and the business of the league once they get to the league as well as the you know the basketball part of it but um you know i i uh that's the only part that scares me is a you know you know the the, the vultures are going to vulture um but other than that you, I know, think you I, know what's insane to think about right if if the nba or not the nba but just basketball in general had the history that like a lot of the european football leagues have and we didn't have the, the the very North American draft because that's such a thing that we do here. We think it's everywhere and it's not. So imagine the different paths some of the high school, straight out of high school picks would, would have would have done. Like LeBron James would have never been a Cavalier. Mm-hmm. He would he would have been a Laker. He would have he would have been a bull, most likely. He, right. he would have been a kid, a fan. He would have signed with the Chicago youth squad, and he probably would have debuted for the Chicago Bulls. Same with Derrick Rose. Think about that. Right. Like how how different, how much of an impact things we take for granted are on our professional sports. And we are so against change that it's like, oh, that's gonna ruin the sport. No, that's gonna ruin the control the owners have right now it's not going to ruin anything when it comes to the the actual sport right it'll have to make every single one of the organizations better organizations no absolutely but but that's all about player empowerment in in, in a sense too because i don't i don't think ronaldo wanted to go to college for soccer he wanted to get paid you know just like kevin garnett just like kobe bryant kobe bryant wasn't an idiot he wasn't a high school dropout or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think we're past this archaic way of thinking to where if you can get paid, be a professional in your teens, in a profession that you care about, it's a very human problem to try to not surround yourself with, you know, ticks and snakes and all around toxic human beings. So that's where he's always going to be there. But that's not what they're arguing. They want to keep this, um, what's the word, amateurism about non-professional sports, aka college sports, when there's no amateurism about it. I've never been to uh, March Madness. I've only been to uh, Rutgers games when it comes to college sports. So, but even that, even just saying that, 
that Rutgers Stadium up on 18, that is like one of the most expensive things New Jersey has ever had to pay for. Mm-hmm. So there are real world implications to this and there's real world power behind the scenes. And that's why every time there's anything to, to try to help the student athlete, it's just shot down and criticized and there's their smear uh, propaganda campaign because there's so much money where the money already and, is. And I think that's another, and that's another great part of this is hopefully football does the same thing. The, I think the best thing that could come out is hopefully the, N, the NCAA finally caves in and starts paying players. I mean, well, the, well, didn't California pass something recently about that? Well, right now what the NCAA is doing is they're allowing the likeness thing to come back, which is why we're getting NCAA football back. Which Thanks. is also which also proves the bullshit. Because how are you allowing someone else to get paid off their likeness if you don't own the likeness and you're getting paid off the likeness? Exactly. So they're at least going in that direction. But the NCAA is realizing that they're losing their foothold because there's so many alternative methods now. There's so many alternative ways to do this stuff, and the NCAA is real is going to have to realize, yo, we can't. We you know it, it was a fun run while it lasted but if we unless we don't want to go down permanently we're gonna have to change the way we do things because these players are not going to come here if they don't have to if they have alternative ways to do this and still make it to to the professional league whether that be the nfl or the nba and still be able to get paid they're going to do that and so I think this is nothing but a good thing because I, I love college sports as well, as well as you do, but I, I hate seeing, I especially hate seeing the guy that gets hurt. And, he, and you say to yourself, damn, that he might've lost his opportunity because he had to do this and now he's hurt. And he, one, he might lose his scholarship now. And two, he might not, he might, he might've cost himself millions of dollars. Like that sucks. That sucks for an organization that is making millions, if not billions of dollars off of him. I, me and you were in college. I had a job in college. These guys can't get jobs. Man, I had three jobs in college by the time I was in Rutgers. And I was older than, than half the other students. But it, but it was still like, I can't imagine these restrictions in any other type of profession. No. I mean... Charles, if we if we we're both in journalism, right? If we uh, created something like let, let's say we were in college now, right? We could we could still have our podcast. We can still make money off our podcast. Unfortunately, we're not making money off right now. What but is we, money off a podcast, sir? <laughs> but but if we but my point is, if we were on YouTube, right, in college and still doing this, we can make money. Uh, an NFL player, I mean, I'm sorry, a football player or a basketball player or any athlete can't do that. Could you so, imagine what I would say to somebody if me and you were like at Rutgers or something and we were doing this independently and they were like, that's actually our property because you're a media student at Rutgers. Right. I would curse them out so fast. <laughs> like, I'd, I'd be like, what? You know what I mean? Like, you're not telling yeah, me. Like, no, they, you, they, no, they, and they couldn't, and they wouldn't do that. Like, oh, I'm It so sounds sorry. ridiculous. It sounds ridiculous, but that's the same thing. You're, you're telling me that me and you wouldn't be able to sign a picture of us at Rutgers at, at, and get paid off of our autograph on the picture of us at Rutgers because it's us at Rutgers and Rutgers actually owns it. And that's not fair because you're not a professional yet. I'm not a professional yet because you're not allowing me to be a professional. You're forcing me to be an air quotes amateur, but there's a lot of money getting paid, uh, being made off of what I'm doing right now, but I'm the only one that can't make the money off of what I'm doing right now. Right. And for the idiots that say, well, they're on scholarship. Okay, cool. Tell me the science major that didn't create something while at college and got paid for it. You can't tell me that there, there's things all that who's also so on science is science is the, probably the only one that, that they'll, they'll get taken advantage of just as much as athletes, because you know that they're that they have to sign those NDAs when they work on something really, really important and they don't own any of their work and they and they then they can go to jail for stealing their own research. So well, no, 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 I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about. No, I'm just, I got, I got to just, I just want to throw that out there because science is like the one field where they could probably feel exactly what we're talking about right now when it comes to right. Like your work isn't your work. 
Right, but what I'm saying is that there's all those again, even in journalism, we had so many competitions in in, in, in college where you could win money. Uh so many competitions where you, you know, if I wrote something and a major newspaper publication wanted to pick it up or wanted to even hire me, I can do that. And still go to school, yeah. You see what I'm and still be in school. You see what I'm saying? Like, so there's no other so athletes and like you said, some science as well. It's like the only time you can't do that. That's not fair. Again, if you are, if you create something, uh, matter of fact, I, I can't forget, I can't remember who it was, but when I was in school, that happened. A dude created something and got paid. And I'm, I'm talking about a lot of money because he was able to create something and enter it into one of these uh, college portal uh, co- contests or whatever. And he won almost a million dollars for, for his stuff. And I'm like, wow, must be nice. Must be nice. Again, uh, I went to school with one of the first ever Vine stars. And he was walking around with, you know, flashing all his money and expense stuff because he was getting paid because he was able to just be on Vine and make funny videos and was getting paid off of that crap. So, Everybody else in college can do it except for these players. So like I said, I'm all for any alternative solution because as much as I love Rutgers, as much as I love uh, my Ohio Bobcats, as much as I love college football and college basketball, I will watch it burn to the ground if that means that players get to get paid in these alternative play, uh, venues. And if, and, if you, and, if, and if you don't want to, get burned to the ground, college basketball, college football, then guess what? Pay these people, pay these guys and girls so that they can continue to go to college, get an education, and also make some money on the side. Just because not all of them will make it to, to the league. That's just a fact. That's a fact. Not all of them are going to make it to the league, but at least during their time, they were able to make some money so they can help further their their careers and other ventures. Oh, I definitely think it should be treated like any other payment when it comes to college, right? So if you take out a student loan or you get a scholarship and you, you pay for your courses and you get the check of whatever's left of said loan or scholarship, right? I, I don't think it should be any different when it comes to the college athletes. You get paid X amount if you come to this school and you perform X amount for whatever team you're doing, right? If, if, if it's if it's agreed to, but even if it's something small, like you're going to come here and you'll get $15,000 for the year for playing basketball here at whatever university. That, that works just like any other financial arrangement. I don't understand why you can't, like if you're a learning institution. You're supposed to teach kids you can, these types of life events where, okay, you're going to get paid quarterly. So you have to budget your money, yada, yada, yada. Like, I just, I think it's hilarious because it's showing that these institutions for higher education don't give a shit about teaching these students anything. Yeah. Because, yeah. okay, you want them to be good with money? Fucking teach them how to be good with money. You're a university. <laughs> like, oh, well, you know, they don't have the time to have a job. No, I, if they don't I, have I, a I, job. Then how the hell are they supposed to make money if you're not paying them anything and it's against the rules for them to get cream cheese with their bagel? Charles, honest to God, honest to God, here's what I would love. I would love for them to create a sports major. I really would. Make that a sports major. Like, oh, you're going to play for out. And again, not every school, but for the top schools. At Alabama, you should be able to major in football. You should. And so your schedule is all based around football, but the classes that you do take should help you. Financial literacy, health literacy, you know what I mean? What to do with your body? What to do no, with your take mind. a bunch of one-on-one classes. Like, like that should be taught to everybody. Is, is what you just said? Financial literacy. Like, right? But my but my point, but like, but my, my point is, like, we, when we talk about the student athlete, yo, yeah, cool. They're student athletes, great. I would, or maybe not a major, but at least a minor. Make it a minor. You, I'm minoring in football. So guess what? I'm taking classes that are geared towards this, and I'm getting. A, a, a stipend we can they can call it a stipend they don't have to sit or pay them call it a freaking stipend if they want uh that's gonna help them financially I, I i'm i'm all for it again i understand the the biggest thing that they have is well we can't pay everybody because the people at let's just say oh you know i go to ohio university i didn't go to ohio state the players at ohio you know ohio state's making millions of dollars on football 
Ohio University is probably losing money playing football. So I get it. I understand the whole notion you can't pay everybody, but dag on it, you can you could pay the people that are making the money. I'm sorry. I like that that's such a stupid way of looking at it. Oh, well, we can't pay everybody, so we're not gonna pay anybody. No, that's dumb. Cause even if you say only the top schools can pay players, that's great because the top players are already going to the top schools. It's not like it's not like Ohio University is gonna say, Oh, great, how are we gonna recruit now? Like, yeah, no, you're not getting the guy that can go to Ohio State. Cause if the guy was going to Ohio State could or could play at Ohio State, he probably would go to Ohio State. So or Michigan. Sorry. You know what I mean? So I think that's just a stupid argument to make. Like, oh, well, because not everybody makes money, we shouldn't have to pay. Because once you open that door, everybody's gonna have to pay. No. And guess what? Ohio University. If you had the ability to pay somebody, maybe you would get somebody more. You know what I mean? Maybe you would get a recruit. Like, hey, look, we got a little bit. We don't got what Ohio State's gonna can give you, but we have something. Uh, we could pay you more than than Akron could. You know what I mean? Like that. That's that's just how you would do it. That's just how it works. It's the haves and the have-nots. It's always has been. And if adding money to it to me does isn't going to change anything. Alabama will still get the top recruits. Clemson will still get the top recruits. Ohio State will still get the top recruits. That's not going to change. Nope. But tell them where they can find you, bro. They can find me at Never For Bright Me. That is N-E-V-A underscore the number four B-R-E-T-T underscore M-E on both Instagram and the Twitter. And I'm at Not The Chuck D on all the socials. We're at the underscore dope blog on Instagram and at the dope blog, all one word on Twitter. And you can find us at www.thedope.blog. All of our podcasts, well, all the ones we want you to hear are up on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So subscribe and download. We're on TikTok too, man. Let them know. Let them know. We everywhere. <laughs> Yo, Poppy, just search the dope blog. We, <laughs> We're there. We're, <laughs> and it sounds like we need to make a Twitch channel now too. <laughs> I mean, shit. Not close enough, right? All right, we can't we can't even keep up with all this stuff. Now we're old, Charles. We're old. Lord have mercy. Yes, yes. All this dang nabbit fangled he's, he's live streams and these kids with their internet. Bring back dial up. No. <laughs> <laughs> Never. No. All right. Peace. Uh, peace. Don't bother me. I'm working. Don't bother me, I'm working.